0: It's time for Seminole Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor, Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer, Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. The Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and Warchant TV begins right now. Obviously, we're in three different places, but we are live it is all live we are good to go it is great to be with you as always we appreciate it i'm jeff there's ira there's Corey, and we have to thank it uh, as we get started our friends from register sausage yay sausage and by the way i want to give a lot of love to register sausage we often do but of course ben played in the tournament as well the jeff cameron show war chant invitational good times uh and uh, i know he had a good time we appreciate his support uh, and he's been very supportive of all of us and everything we do here at WarChamp for a very long time. But uh, thanks for coming out, Ben. And uh, don't forget, when you guys are rolling past uh, your local Publix, hopefully you you know go in and do the right thing and get yourself a little registered sausage.
1: He beat me at putting. Uh, I think he was playing with Eggers, right? I think yeah. those were the two that beat me out of their group that beat me in putting. And I had a pretty good putt. It was within like three feet, but they, they snuck it inside me.
2: I'm going to need you to stop jostling your microphone today, Corey, by the way. Like, it's cool uh, that you have to hold it because it needs to be close to you. So but you're a you can, jostler. You, you can hear it kind of like rattling around a little bit. All right. I'm going to need you to
1: mind your own business. All <laughs> I'm right. Just, I'm, just, I'm
2: sorry. I'm sorry all you had to see that, but that's what happens. <laughs> yeah. it, it would be cool if you could just like break the fourth wall and like walk in and slap me like Will Smith and then walk right back out. Yeah. Of- I'm sitting right next to you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> my, you're not, I'm around you're the corner, but I can yeah. hear them back there. <laughs> <laughs> you're, not in, you're not in Atlanta at all. Um, yeah. In fact, uh, I also, a buddy of mine, Stephen, who I've uh, got a lot of text messages. In the last couple of days, you guys might have imagined, and uh, one of them was uh, my buddy Steven, who big FSU fan, who told me to remind everyone that I can use register sausage as noonchucks if I need to. If I need to fight anybody off, mm. anybody can, I can throw them at people. Register sausage can be used as a weapon in I think seven states. You call so, them
1: new you call them noonchucks,
2: huh? Not nunchucks, but noomchucks. Noonchucks, okay. I, I don't know, man. Can you cut me some slack? No, been one it's of those weeks. A, it's been a day, Corey. It's been a week. It's I'm been a couple days, Corey I'm Clark. Smart. That's my fault. Good grief, man.
0: Hey, hey, I do want to say this: we're not going to spend all day today talking about the the MIM situation because we, I think we've addressed it. All of us individually and as a group have addressed it. I, I, I'm not. I'm not staying there. I'm moving on. We're moving on. Uh, I don't know if people expect two hours of MIMs talk. There's not a lot to talk about. The kids staying at Georgia. That's all understood now. We've talked about it. It's been addressed. Is there anything you want to add in this forum, Ira, before we just move it on down the road, baby?
2: I I thought we, the whole first hour, I thought that's what we were doing. Uh, No, I'm probably about to marry Miss Marius mimsed out after uh, the last answer, probably 40 messages on our message board, or we had hundreds of posts probably responded 30 or 40 times on there. We've had, your show yesterday, you and Tom, Corey, and Aslan talked about it. Uh, I think we're just about done. The one thing I did want to say is it's uh, you know it's been interesting to see how different people have handled it, including some people in the media and uh, who have you know seen it as an opportunity to, to take shots, which is cool. The other side of it, though, is man, I've gotten so many unbelievable messages from people. It's like when something bad happens to you and you realize how much people like you. Um, you know, you have a tragedy or something, and it's sad because you have this bad moment. But you're getting so much support. Well, I think people feel like I needed support yesterday, which I appreciate. I mean, I'm I'm a big boy; I can live with it. But but it was cool. I mean, I I responded to a bunch of the messages, emails, texts, DMs, posts on the boards and stuff. Um, And a lot of people haven't even sent directly; they've just posted stuff into the into the ether on Twitter, just saying, not even tagging me, just saying that uh, they appreciate me. So I appreciate all of that. But I'm definitely ready to move on.
0: You know, Ira. I was uh, in the store yesterday on my way out, and a guy pulled me aside and said, uh, "Hey, I want you. I want to talk to you about Ira." I said, "I'm about tired to talk about Ira.
2: Okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> you, uh, if you, you if you
0: got a question for me, please let me know, or something I can pass on to Corey. But I'm done talking about Ira. Okay, guys. And then I thrown, gave him a quick hug and we
2: moved on. But did, he was throw, wishing you well. He was wishing you should have thrown well. some sausage at him if he was uh, coming the other way. <laughs> yeah.
1: So that's your whole life is throwing sausage at people.
2: Is it nunchucks? Um, so, so it's nunchucks. It's nunchucks. I think Numb they uh, rhyme.
1: Nuts. They kind of rhyme. Yeah, it's not yeah. noon chukes. But learn, I got it. I got it. I got to tell week. you,
0: I like that you were so far removed from that geek culture of people that collected nunchucks from back when we were kids that you didn't even know how to pronounce them. Yeah, I couldn't that's, afford, that's right. That's we right. We
2: couldn't, couldn't afford them on our street, and they're now but. called throwing
1: stars, Ira. If you if you're gonna uh, if you're gonna say the other thing, they're not Chinese stars anymore. They're throwing stars.
2: Thanks for all the all the knowledge we're getting from Corey yeah. Clark
1: this week. I tell you, that's what I do. I drop I drop knowledge. I drop. Oh, and it was funny going back to Mims real quick. Not about the the story, but like Stephanie went down a rabbit hole because sometimes she'll get on Twitter and she'll look at like what people reply reply to War Chant, and she's like, ah, people are so mean. They're so mean. I'm like, yeah, that's why you don't read your mentions. That's why you don't go and you don't go down those rabbit holes all the time. She's like, ah, and she named a couple people. It's like, you better not talk to them ever again. I'm like, it's. It's just how it works on Twitter, man. It's fine. It'll blow over in a week. But, yes, you're right. I, I won't talk to them ever again.
0: <laughs>
1: it's just so. funny how personally attacked she she took it.
0: I like the kind of innocence that Stephanie walks yeah. the earth with, believing that people are nice on the internet.
2: Yeah, crazy. <laughs> hey, by the way, Ira, does Kim know anything about it? Here's You know, it's funny about that. So this weekend, um, I was talking – you know, the kids were home. It was Easter, so I had all the kids home from college, and uh, – having a nice time this weekend. And I thought for a minute about talk, cause sometimes they'll see stuff or hear stuff. People at school will bring up, you know, what I do or whatever. And, uh, I thought for a minute about bringing it up just from the standpoint of like, maybe just talking about, you know, what went into the decision-making process, why I r- ran it, how it may not turn out the way we were expecting it to turn out. Cause they were still here on Sunday when it started to kind of unravel. And, uh, And I thought, you know, just be something to talk about is like a, you know, what, what journalism and some of the ethics decisions and things like that. And I thought to myself, you know what, I don't need any of them being like Stephanie and going to look at my mentions because that would really bother them. You know, that, you know, I mean, because they're not used to it and that's their dad. Um, I think it would bother them. They might think it's funny. They might start. They might be in that group. (laughs) sending me messages too, but, but I, so I decided to not, maybe down the road, maybe a a month or two down the road. Mm.
0: I wonder if there's a distinct difference there in terms of the way they would respond to it between boys and girls. My boys are of the age and including my oldest, who's about to start high school soon enough. Anytime I screw up in any way, get something wrong on the air, make a prediction that doesn't happen in terms of a a winner for a game or a free agent sign. Bryce thinks it's the funniest thing on earth. He's like, Oh, you're going to get killed. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. I think if he read, hey, your dad is an idiot and I wish you didn't. I wish you weren't living. Not that anybody said that to Ira, but he might have a. don't think he'd think that was probably funny. I don't know. I'm trying to think Brady. Brady would be pretty The
0: line about an idiot, he would laugh. Probably. If they threatened my life or wish that I was dead. Yeah, he might think that's crossing the line.
1: Check your DMs. I sent you a message earlier today.
2: Okay. Okay. I'll get on it. But uh yeah, man, it's it's it is what it is, it's, and I appreciate you guys uh, for you know the things you guys have said. And but yeah, I'm totally ready to move on. Florida State's gonna find other players. Their coaches actually went on the road recruiting today. um Recruiting period opened back up for them. You got to a go scoop, hour?
1: You got a scoop for us? Uh, you
2: know, maybe oh, second to hour. Something? <laughs> Tune in for the second hour, Corey. All right, you got a scoop? Nice. It's the bless Harris era, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Je- Jeff a- yesterday hit me. he asked me yesterday, he's like is Daryl Jackson committed?" And I'm literally, I literally opened with that. Did you I, listen yesterday, Corey? Yes, I did. And I literally was like, holy crap, did that just happen right before I came on? And did <laughs> do I need to be posting that story? And I'm, so the whole time, I'm just like, is Jeff Are you messing scrambling? With me? Yeah. Well, I was just like, and I couldn't decide if I could go look at my phone. Anyway, but uh, yeah, it, he has not. Uh, that would be That's an interesting one, though, man, because that kid, he was teammates with um, Joshua Farmer in high school over in Gadsden County. They both played for Corey Fuller. He Florida State did not offer him. He wanted to come to Florida State. He ends up going to Maryland had a really nice year as a true freshman, uh, defensive lineman, had like 20-something tackles as a freshman. Well, he's in the portal, visited last weekend. So he may be reunited. Not, uh, we've argued whether or not they need a defensive lineman. He's more of a defensive tackle, a defensive end right now. He, he played in more, I think, earlier, uh, but he's put on a lot of weight. But um, he's a guy that I think if they want him, they could get him in the portal. But I'm not breaking it right now. I'm not breaking it right, it right now, now. Ira.
0: Slow down just a little bit. Slow down. Hold off on it. Hold off on it. I actually only want to hear about offensive linemen or receivers coming here. That's it. You know, only time ever. Going back to the angst
1: that was on, that was just Florida State fandom the last week, it is a real bummer that you were so close, apparently, to landing the number one player in the country who ditches you for your former his your former All-American that now coaches at Jackson State, and now you were that close to getting a five-star offensive lineman that goes back uh, to Athens. It's I can understand Florida State fans' frustration, man. You get tired of this. You feel like you're snake bitten, and this program shouldn't feel like it's snake bitten. It's one of the best programs in the country, but right now it feels like every time you get that close to like a um, you, you know an impactful an impactful player, like a, a, possible, a generational player, a maybe a
2: possible a possible program changer. Yes, you lose them, right. and
1: this guy and this staff. I'm not saying they're to blame in any way, but they've got to figure out a way to maybe go get a program changer so well, instead I'll of getting on, right on the on. doorstep.
0: Yeah. Well, they got, okay, that's fine. To say they got to figure out a way to do it is, is true, but I, I don't think it's b- fair to blame this staff for not getting no. MIMS. That's a terrible no, situation. No, but I'm saying you understand the
1: Florida State
0: frustration. No, frustration. But I want to expound on that, though, uh, okay. I, really quickly. I, okay. So this MIMS situation is a very strange situation. And, and again, um, You know, we've talked about it. But also, the Travis Hunter thing had never been seen before. That's never happened before. This is all part and parcel to, in a lot of ways, Mike Neuvel getting this job at a weird time in college football recruiting, in college football in general, with the rules and everything that's changed about how kids come and go and the one-time transfer and NIL and obviously early signing period and a pandemic. I mean, there have been a lot of weird things and certainly they have fallen victim to it. So you're right, Corey. The fan base, as you can, all you got to do is sit back and watch it, it turn on each other and how ugly it gets anytime something upsets the Apple Cart. Anything. This time around, it was Ira with Mims, but it could be anything. Fans are so frustrated. I agree with that. They're so mad because, A, this program, which was one of, if not the best programs in the country for the better part of, 35, 40 years has fallen on hard times. And it's taking in their mind a long time to get this ship righted. And it's difficult. I mean, it's it's hard to go through it. And so when you get your hopes up even a little bit, if you just have a measure, a modicum of belief that you see evidence that it's turning or that this kid's going to help push you over the top and then it falls through for whatever reason, it just gets really nasty. And I think it does speak to where the program's at and where the fan base is at. Just it's, it's, it's a feeling of futility. Like, what are we to do? I, I just, I, you're not going to believe anything ever again.
2: Yeah. But there's, but there's two things I I would say on that. One is it also it's emphasis. It's, I guess it's, it's like the way Corey said it. And I think the reason you kind of took a little umbrage is it kind of, it makes it sound like they've done something wrong. Well, it's, it would have been crazy for a five and seven team to have pulled the number one player in the country and a five-star offensive tackle out of the pool. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying that you throw up your hands and and don't want those things, but just being that close was impressive. I mean, there is some credit to be given there. Those, they could have, they were very close. I know it doesn't count, but they were very close to getting in with two huge program-changing possible players. The other thing it, it illustrates is how far FSU has to go in terms of, like, there's no margin for error, you know, with for Florida State right now because of where the program is. So anything like this seems like a blow, like hitting the iceberg, you know, in the Titanic, because it's not like you can take a lot of hits. You know, if you if if you're a program that's in great standing and things are going well, if a Marius Mims had left Georgia, man, it doesn't change their trajectory one bit. It would have been a huge changer for Florida State. And and so that's so from that standpoint, it just illustrates kind of you know, how far Florida State has to go where they can withstand some of those ebbs and flows. Yeah, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. But it, I mean, it is a bummer. We we, you, we can say that it's
1: it's they were that close. It's not just that they were close. They had a com- kid committed for a year and a half. right? And then they had a kid basically on campus saying, yeah, I'm coming. And then neither one showed up. And you're going to see them at other schools. And it's just, if you're Florida State, you're like, man, Mims might have been another win. He might have added another win to the schedule just cuz he's on the roster. Hunter might have added another win, and now they're at other places. And that's, you know, it's it's hard for Florida cuz Florida State fans are used to getting these guys. Not in the portal necessarily, but they've gotten the number 1 player in the country before. A uh, lots of times they've gotten five-star players. And now it seems like when you get on the doorstep, it's not it's not happening. It's not I'm not blaming Norvell, but you know, I can understand why fans are they they're not going to believe anymore until the kid is in class taking a test they're not going to believe that that kid is, is, is probably they, they, – great right. news. Good news. There's a lot of good news that comes with Norvell. Great program-changing news. They're not going to believe it till the kid's in class taking a test.
0: Well, when the Travis Hunter thing happened on National Signing Day, when we talked about it, um, I said that this is this is it. It changes the game forever. Nobody will ever again believe because that kid beat the drum for Florida State and stated publicly hundreds of times that nothing – could keep him from going to Florida State, and then he didn't go to Florida State. Uh, right, and took money. Yeah, Joel writes. Armella and Thomas were huge pickups. I hate the misses, but I love this year's class, and it's only up from here. Thank you so much, Joel, for contributing to what we do and for supporting us and for coming out and being at part of our events and for supporting some of the headlines. And thanks for your question, and or observation. I agree. I was just about to add. That's a great point. Yeah. Yeah, there are some really good players that came cool. into this class, and we watched them during the spring, and we'll see Armel in the fall. But I know that um, I, for one, walked off those practice fields most days, just like you two did, thinking that uh, between Thomas and – I mean, there's probably four or five guys from this class that I kept thinking to myself, man, they those are home runs. They got guys. They got yeah. some dudes in this class class, so that's exciting.
1: Yeah, McCall, Not yeah. Mims, though. Only because Mims was an immediate – impact guy that and Travis Hunter would have been too. Those are guys that could have helped you. I don't know that I I think Thomas will. I don't know if any of the other guys are going to help this year, but those two guys are difference makers this year. I'm not trying to harp on it. I'm just saying that to me, that was the difference is it's not Armella might be great in 2023 or 2024. Daniel Lyons might be great then. They're not going to help you much now. These two guys would have been immediate helps, and uh, well,
2: yeah, yeah, we'll see though because I thought Norvell's answer about Armella was pretty interesting at the end of spring practice. I think it was the last practice that I think it was the yeah. last practice after the spring game when somebody asked about those guys coming in, and he, he, you know, the way he talked about Armella, I just was intrigued. By the way, he talked about Armella, and that Julian Armella expects to be able to come in and play right away. Now I don't know if it's a tackle or not. Um, you know, we'll have to see how that plays out and what he looks like when he gets here. But it sounds like. You know, Julian Armella is not coming into Florida State like thinking, okay, my year is 2023 or 2024. Like, he wants to play right away. And shoot, man, he was, I, you know, they downgraded him a little bit on the, some of the recruiting rankings at the end of the process. But, you know, he was the number one offensive tackle in the country in some people's minds for a long time. Then you had again, Sam Sam McCall and Azaria Thomas and some of these guys, they have brought in. And then, because some of the guys from last year, didn't, Shaheen Brown didn't even play last year. Dude, you can't tell me there's a lot of players athletically that are as gifted as him um, you know, walking around college football. So there there's there's some talent on this roster. the
0: headlines 933 Real Talk Radio and War Champ TV continues in a moment.
1: Ho ho ho
0: horizons.
1: It took Bar and grill.
0: It took all the strength I had not to interrupt you, turn <laughs> off your mic and go home. Do you like how I closed my eyes when I sang Jim? Oh, <laughs> believe me, that
2: was the best part.
0: I didn't look at it, thankfully. It was
2: unbelievable. He looked like like Algerot or something. <laughs> Luther Vandross. Well, he was making
0: sure it was there. <laughs> I want to apologize to Horizon Sports Bar and Grill. Uh, their delicious food uh, should not be overlooked by Corey's singing. Man, that's a great jingle game. The restaurant itself. Uh, but Horizon's Bar and Grill is where, Ira?
2: Bannerman Crossing. Oh, damn northeast right it is. Tallahassee off Thomasville Road and Bannerman Road. It's, uh man, it's just it's incredible food, incredible people, incredible beers. It's where we are a
0: lot. We're hey, as before a, the as end of the week, fellas, uh, any week. Like, you could be listening to this six weeks from yeah. now. Let's let's all get together at Horizons Bar and Grill.
1: We're there a lot. We really are. So if you want to see
2: this in person, this trio <laughs> Never in mind person. the food. You get
0: to see the three of us.
1: But, yeah, the food and the, the drinks, the, the patio, it's all good, man. It's all working. If it's you, all working at And Horizon. if you
2: sing the theme song, they'll give you some free food, I think.
1: I think you get the bill is paid for if you sing the song. But with, you have to sing it like I do. With, and tell them
2: Corey's
0: singing. With it. a bar tab. Yes, it's amazing. Correct. It's it, <laughs> it just incredible. It's incredible. They're yeah. so kind. Seminal headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. And away we go, Seminal Headlines, ninety-three three Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Good to be with you. FSU basketball fills out their twenty twenty-three team roster. Continues to do so, I should say. The addition of Darren Green, Jr. from UCF via the transfer portal, joining Brown University transfer forward Jalen Ganey, which we talked about before. Anything to add to that, Ira? Just a little touch of basketball news real quick here to start the segment.
2: I mean, just as good as, I mean, obviously, the big questions or big uh, concerns they had last season was they obviously needed somebody who could shoot the basketball, which is always big in basketball and the sport of basketball. Uh, they needed somebody who could shoot consistently from the perimeter and then uh, to kind of open things up and then also uh, a post defender, somebody that could block shots, affect things around the rim – and uh, they've answered both of those with those two guys. I don't think they're done yet. I wouldn't surprise me if they went and got another uh, guy out of the portal. And it sounds like those young guys. From every indication we've had so far, is the young guys are coming back. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think next year should really erase some of the uh, bad taste in everybody's mouth from what happened in the second half of this past season.
1: Is really Malik quickly. is Malik gone? I don't think
2: he's officially said. I don't think. He's I mean, officially he's
1: said. It's got he's kind of running out of time, isn't he? I mean, I guess he could mm-hmm. just leave and not tell anyone, but I feel like. He would. I mean, he was a starter for three years. I feel like he would let people know uh, one way or the other if he's coming back or leaving. And, yeah, that kid scored. I was at that game. It was a Saturday night. It was the first – it was two years ago, Scotty Barnes' year. UCF came into Tallahassee and beat FSU on a Saturday night and ended their long home winning streak, and that kid hit six three-pointers against them. Uh, it, I know you'd be surprised to know that Florida State gave up some threes, but that kid went crazy and had six, hit six threes and scored 20 points. So they said, all right, why don't you come play for us?
0: He is a 6'5 guard, three seasons with the Golden Knights, started 66 of the 82 games in which he played. That includes 52 games over the last two seasons, led UCF in scoring at over 13 points a game, shot 40.1% overall. He was the team's best three-point shooter to your point, Corey, shooting nearly 40%, third-best accuracy for Beyond the Arc in the AAC. So that's who he is. Yeah, that's yeah.
1: that's huge, man. That's that's huge to have because Worley and Cleveland – they got some skills to them. They got a lot of stuff to them. They have not proven they can shoot um, at a high level at all. And then Polite, who was probably your best shooter, um, isn't on the team anymore. So, yeah, it's good to go get a guy like that. Maybe go get another one.
0: James B., thank you so much. He writes, love you, Ira. Have mad respect for you and the entire War Chance staff and, of course, the JCS. Thank you so much, James B. Appreciate your contribution, kindness, and kind words. As always, thanks for the support. little trivia about with-
1: James B. that you guys wouldn't know. Uh, his dad okay. was... His dad was a pretty famous comedian back in the day. Uh, did the Grand Ole Opry and, and a bunch of uh, a bunch of stuff in the South. He was a he was a, a famous comedian.
2: Is it Bobcat? Goldweight?
1: <laughs> no,
0: Bobcat is now a big time director. Yeah, I don't know. he yeah. a director of Flo, it was, buddy. good. It was for actually
1: uh, it was Richard Pryor.
2: <laughs> man, was, I would have it, never
1: linked the two. No, I know, could, I know. You could have
2: you could have led with that, but yeah, you know, no. So cool.
1: yeah, and James B is a very nice person. He comes to a lot of our stuff and is a is a very nice man. Good guy. So is Joel Davis, by the way. Thanks. I didn't tell y'all. I ran him. In, I ran into him in corner pocket. Did I tell y'all this? You did. Oh, never mind. Did I? Yeah. He, but he was. He was in town. He was coming through on his way to Defuniak, um, where he lives uh, after a, a, a funeral in, in Charlotte, because that's what he does for a living. Um, he doesn't just drive to funerals. He, he's he's a funeral director. Like, Where's this going? Where's this? This is, awesome? great. this is a great
2: story, man. So
1: anyway, he just sees yeah. the corner pocket. He'd heard us talking about it so much. He comes in. And lo and behold, Stephanie and I are there. Wait a minute.
2: Down and has dinner with us. So your story is that somebody went to the CP, and you just happened to be there. Like, can you believe it, out, Ira? What are the odds? Can you believe it? Like one in two, one in one, depending yeah. on if I'm in town or not. So, so shocking um, development. Shocking. I know. Uh, yeah, no, those are great people. That going back to that spring game, I think we talked about last week, but yeah, the event we had at the. Um, uh at the hotel indigo in college town was awesome we got to meet a lot of people as well so so that was cool it's cool that that all happened before this past couple of days so hmm. nobody uh try to throw anything at me
0: hey quick uh, out of curiosity um i wonder how do we know what is the total number of or do we have an inkling of the total number of transfer portal guys that they're going to be looking to try to bring in do we know for, that for, or for is football it just, or basketball yeah,
2: for football for football uh, I mean, I think it's somewhere in that three to five range. So we're um, still kind of guessing, though. We're not sure. Yeah. No, no, because I don't think, I mean, I think it's going to be kind of fluid. I mean, I think there's, you know, they, they've already had a couple uh, players um, who are going into the portal. I think there's going to be more guys going into the portal. Yeah. Uh, and I, look, man, I mean, this is, you know, it, that's one other thing that this is uh, whole thing is illuminated is that you're going to have players now I mean, this is this is the blueprint. If people, if players, weren't already planning to do this, you know, Amarius Mims kind of created a blueprint for kids to say, you know what, I'm going to find out how much you really want me, and if I go in the portal. And I'm not saying that he played a game or that that was a plan, but if you're on the outside, if you're another player and had clued into that, you can see how this could work. So, I mean, I I just think that we've we've all been aghast at the numbers of kids going in the portal and all the transactions and all that over the last year. Man, with NIL added to it, just throwing gasoline on it, it's it's just the beginning. I mean, it's legitimate. It's going to be year-long free agency unless they, they come up with some rules to at least shorten the window or something.
0: It's a it's a dicey subject to try to wade into, so we'll be careful with our words here. But I, I said yesterday on the show, that if there's any good that comes out of this, and again, I'm going to be somewhat ambiguous here, but you guys can connect the dots. If there's any good that came out of the MIMS situation and the way that it played out, with him, unfortunately, going back to Georgia. It's that Florida State did appear uh, in the modern landscape of recruiting to have their ducks in a row necessary to create a conversation and an interest. So for people who for a while felt like Florida State was behind, specifically they thought they were behind in the NIL game, for example, for people who thought that, I think it's suffice to say that Florida State's caught up. Now, That doesn't mean they'll be able to outbid certain schools. There will always be schools that have greater resources. Um, But Florida State does seem to have uh, their ducks in a row, for lack of a better term, uh, in terms of being able to present possibilities. And again, I know inducements can't happen and all that, but we're big boys and girls here. We understand the deal. So my point is, it doesn't sound like NIL had any part to do with this at all. And, and, and that instead a kid made a decision based on very personal reasons, which we can now understand once those became illuminated uh, to an extent, but, what, so but I, I'm encouraged but by that. What's yeah. tricky about it to me, I was talking with Ira about this
1: yesterday is none of us are under the illusion or the disillusion that he is now not whatever he was getting paid at Georgia NIL wise. And we can talk like that. Kids get on NIL deals. Now he's on campus. He is a player there. Um, he probably, he probably went up a hundredfold. He, he because he showed them what his value was. And there's no way that he's not getting paid much more money now at Georgia than he was two weeks ago. There's no chance. So that's where you wonder, okay, how is this going to work moving forward? Like I were talking about the blueprint. And, and make, it a, make it a Florida State kid. Say AZ Thomas has a great year next year. And he's only getting a certain amount of money from Rising Spear or whoever. And then he puts his name in the portal. He sees what his value's worth. Now, does Florida State have to match that to get them back? That's where we're at right now, man. That is what's been unleashed with with all of this. And I know we're all all three of us in particular are for player empowerment. But this is impossible because unlike the NFL, there are no contracts that are signed that are binding. So you a kid can just decide in November, you know what? I had a good time. I want to go see, I, I bet I can make triple the amount of money somewhere else, and you can't stop me because none of these contracts mean anything. And that's where we are, and I'm talking about the uh, NILs necessarily, but also just LOIs. Like you can get it, you can just go anywhere you want now the, for the one time. So how do you combat that? That's going to be, I mean, it's yeah. it could be like, you know, Alabama's going to handpick whoever they want from around the country, but so is Georgia, so is Ohio State, so are all the good programs that have more money than you. And that's where you wonder where is this thing going? What if Az Thomas is a freshman All-American? How much more do you have to pay him to keep him on your campus? Because it ain't just, I love Norvell. I love Norvell. I want to be here. Go, go, uh, go, Knowles.
0: It's a financial reality, right? Right, right. But the the thing is, there, Corey, is that value will be determined by the market. You're right. So there are only a few of those kinds of guys. He's got to, he will go
1: to the market to see. I'm not saying him in particular. These these guys, like a Mims, will go into the market to see what their value is. And then they can come back and having up their value at their current school. That kid, Mims, isn't even going to start for Georgia. Is he now making more than the guy that's
2: starting? And how does that affect that offensive line? Well, no, yeah, we don't the,
0: know if he. We, we. I mean, that's. Yeah.
2: Well, but the, but the other thing is you you don't you know with all of these things it's not like you um. It's not. First of all, the schools officially aren't involved in most of these cases. It's it is uh, third party entities or whatever. But 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 the reality is, you know, if 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 a player there's no there's no the biggest problem to me is the window part. The fact that there's not like in free agency, there's a time period where players can either you know, there's a trade deadline, there's free agency periods, but you can't or and you can't leave in the middle of a contract. Well, right now, I don't know how any contract would be uh, ironclad at any point, And players can leave whenever they want. The transfer portal is open 24-7, 365 days a year. And so there's no restraints on any of it. The only thing you're hoping on is that your relationship with the players is as strong as it could possibly be. Um, but man I, I just think it's it's going to expand to other teams and right now you know you say Alabama can get whoever they want well to a degree you know they 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 can but whether or not they can keep all those guys that's going be this is that's where that's going be what, we're, what we see
0: and that's where the argument who everybody who wanted this is saying yes that's the point good because now if you're a program
1: we lose jeff looks like it. That guy, man. Finally, it's just us, Ira. It's just us. Look at him. Look at his dumb face. We're frozen. right here,
2: buddy. Oh, I'm not frozen. Sorry. I'm right Sorry. here he again. He wasn't talking yeah. about you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, something else.
0: So, so the point would be that uh, there it is, man. Uh, if, if I'm Kansas and I can't get a, a player, uh, if I, if I have enough money and I want to throw money at the problem, I can get a player now that I couldn't have gotten before. And maybe that one player – does well and changes our fortunes a little bit and makes out like a bandit from the NIL, and all of a sudden that lures the second player eventually. But the point is, if I'm third string at Alabama and I'm a five-star – and I'm behind these two other guys and I'm not going to start for two years and I need to get something on film because I'm hell-bent on going pro, yeah, man, I open it up to everybody else and everybody else can weigh in now and go grab guys. Yeah, no,
1: Alabama is definitely going to lose people. So is Georgia. We saw that. They just lost a pretty good defensive end last year, if if everyone remembers. But I'm saying that when they lose someone or when they have a hole on their team because of uh, graduation or injury in the spring, they can almost go hand-pick who they want from around the country and say, we're going to give you – name a number. We'll give you seven figures to come here and be our our starting right tackle because you're the oh. best at the, in the Big 10. And it's up to that other school to match it. And it's just crazy that there's nothing like again, I'm again, I want players to get paid. It's crazy they weren't paid. But the NFL players are paid, but they're bound by something. They don't willy-nilly go from the Jets one year to the Giants another year to the Falcons right. another year. They get multi-year deals and you know they're on your team. You can lock them in. Now it's the transfer portal combined with NIL has made this just a uh, – uh, it's anarchy, man. It's straight-up anarchy, and it's going, to be hard, it's going to be hard to ever get your hands or mind around it.
2: I do like that Nick Saban's come out and say there's a problem. Dabo Sweeney's come out and say there's a problem. We all know that there's a lot of issues going on here, but Jimbo Fisher is cons- con- t- consistently going to tell people that NIL has nothing to do with any player on their roster or the fact that they just landed the best recruiting class in the country. It has nothing to do with all that. Just I, I appreciate my man just sticking to his guns. He knows what if I were it.
0: him, I would say it every day. And every time a new five-star kid signed with us, I'd be like, boy, I'd like to thank my coaches. Mm-hmm. We were just doing such a good job of convincing kids of how special a place Texas A&M it, is. Be like, and, guys,
1: you, you don't understand. How the, these 17- and 18-year-olds love male cheerleaders in uniforms. They just do. Yeah. They love swing. They love tumbleweed. Yeah. They, they, they love, love all the, the things that you guys don't understand. Yeah, they love dogs. They love yeah. my two ranches. Like, they mm. love all. There's things about College Station that's special. That goes money to buy can't, money. Buy money can't, can't buy it. Money can't buy this.
0: I can't buy a third leaders. ranch. A third yeah. ranch. I could maybe get a third ranch with these classes I'm signing, but it's just to do good for the community. It's just right. to, because it's such a special place. Why wouldn't you have three ranches? Why wouldn't you? Similar <laughs> headlines 93 3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV continues
2: in a moment. Hey, headliners and elite headliners. It's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you, but we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy, all because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready. Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you wanna grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com warchant, all lowercase. That's Shopify.com slash WarChant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to Shopify.com slash WarChant.
0: Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for WarChant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Shofell, and Corey Clark. Seminal Headlines 93 3 Real Talk Radio WarChant TV continues now. We'll get the headliner questions in that. Uh, Second hour, I'm going to keep those down a narrow path, boys. That's uh, those questions are going to be pertinent questions. Like my Not drives, really.
2: like my drives in that golf tournament.
0: Last, How'd you last, play? Last How'd you play? I didn't ask you.
2: We had uh, Keith Cotrell and Aslan Hodgevandy on our team, and Stephanie, uh, the great Stephanie, uh, played on our team as well, and, and they carried us. I, I had a couple play, couple of shots that might have accounted for something, but uh, it was a good time, man. It was a lot of fun. That the event um yeah you tom lang i mean this we didn't set this up to, to promote the golf tournament but, but it was awesome i mean we heard from so many different people who were there who were like man this was so well run this was so great and i was like yeah yeah that's what i do um, <laughs> but no uh, that's all was doing i had nothing to do with it but uh you guys did a great job man and, and raised over like ten thousand dollars for second harvest something like that yeah was, we, did, uh, really we incredible.
0: did well yeah uh and what will you know you you live and learn we we did a bunch of these for years and years and years and then we had to take a break when we left when I left clear Channel um took a break over at espN uh and then you know we we knew when we left there that it was time to to maybe relaunch this sucker so I want to thank uh all the sponsors and WarChant and everybody else uh, all the people certainly who came out and uh, of course the second harvest whom you just mentioned uh we were able to benefit so hey it's gonna be good uh more, more that
1: I raised eleven hundred dollars with people putting against me. Something there like that. It is. I think every foursome but one like actually stopped and just putted against me.
2: What do you um, think what do you think we could have raised if we put you in a dunking booth?
1: Oh, I mean probably twice at least twice that. I think everybody stopped and done that. If everybody gets to dunk me, yeah. And if it's especially <laughs> if it's like goo, like if it's slime or jello and not just water, yeah, I think people would they'd still be doing it.
0: Where do we get where do we get slime and jello from? I want this to happen. I'll now, pay I'm not. I'm not. I'm not volunteering that.
1: for that. I'm not volunteering for that <laughs> this time. I wanted to be AR 15 shooting the golf balls.
0: Hey Corey, uh, your lovely girlfriend told me it was the greatest day of her life. And I thought it was a bit of an overstatement, um, especially because she's, she's
1: known me for. I mean, we're talking about 1,700 days now at this point, and, and for her to say and, and to she, single that one out,
0: and she's had children.
1: Yeah, well, sure. I mean, there's a lot of things that have happened in her life. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's the greatest
0: day of her life. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, it was, she, she did have a blast, man. She loves golf anyway. And she's one of those people that doesn't really, I mean, she gets, she's like, ah, when she hits a bad shot, but just what her hitting one good shot will feed her for a, for a whole round. Um, and she said she got to use like, use like seven or eight of her shots.
2: Yeah. The nice thing was she got to hit off the red tee. So we got to use, uh, and she had some really nice drives right down the middle. We used a few of those. But, yeah, and, uh, and I think she had a, a big putter, too. And, uh, and, uh, but, yeah, Keith and uh, Keith Cottrell, former FSU uh, putter extraordinaire, and uh, Aslan were both really good golfers. Aslan there. hold a 60-footer
1: on the last hole.
2: That was insane. I mean, I wish we I wish we had taken a video of that. You never know when you need to be uh, videoing somebody putting from off the fringe 60, 70 feet away from the hole. But, man, he nailed it. That was the way we ended the round. And I have to
1: ask you, if I don't do golf tournaments, I don't understand how they work necessarily – but so Iris team, they they overall they shot like a two under. You guys shot a thirteen under. Um, somebody shot twenty six under par. Somebody shot a forty six. Yeah. So it, handicaps come into play, and mulligans come into play, and all that right. stuff. Because Iris right. y'all didn't do that. Y'all didn't y'all didn't register your handicaps.
0: No. You didn't somebody buy any didn't mulligans. mulligans. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you that I'm assuming that they eagled every par five, which is possible if you've got. Scratch players. You, right. You, you know, you you can, you can eagle every par five, birdie most of the par fours. Yeah, you can get there, man. I've seen some crazy low scores over the years. If the team is completely made up of, uh, you know, ringers or scratch players, yeah, it's possible. Oh, all right. All right.
1: Well, you know, that it's, was it,
0: Brandon writes, what's yeah. so more likely that kids with deals will stick around to collect or transfer for playing time when they're recruited over? That's from Brandon. Brandon, thanks for your contribution and your question. Um. I don't think kids stick around much anymore uh, if they if they don't see a path to starting in their first couple of years. Um, I, I think they're more apt to, to take a look around. It's a good question, though,
1: right? Like, you've got a deal and you're making money. There's no guarantee you get in the portal. Anybody's going to pay you what you're making to sit the bench, even if you've been recruited over. Um, and maybe the writing's on the wall that you're not going to be an NFL player, but you still get to collect money for two two more years. I mean, that's I don't know. That's that's the reality we live in. I don't know well, how, and, you, how you do that calculus.
2: Yeah, and something that somebody brought up to me in the industry, not somebody um, in the media, somebody in the industry told, made the comment to me that a lot of the numbers we see out there are not necessarily true numbers, and this is why. Like last week, when the topic came up about how much it would cost to get a Marius Mims and whatever else, if that if that was a factor, I, like I, I don't even like to speculate because so many so many of the numbers out there, I think, are not they're embellished, and you have both you have different groups of people embellishing a lot of those numbers for different reasons. A lot of the coaches and, and, and schools want higher numbers out there from their, from their school, because it makes their school look like how committed they are, which is going to get attraction. And then some of the players are going to want big and their representatives want big numbers. Cause it shows how marketable and how big time their player is. But the reality is a lot of these numbers we will never see. And, and some of them have contingencies. So it's like, if they meet, meet certain goals if they accomplish certain objectives if they if they you know there are almost like tiers to the to some of these deals so the numbers i you know again i just don't i don't want to get too carried away what the numbers really mean but it's it's going to become a bigger and bigger factor across the board
0: also you've got to factor in that most of these guys aren't going to get nil money most players are Not not big
2: not big money
0: not big money they'll get they'll get deals which is what we were hoping for all along for a lot of these guys but The kind of massive numbers you're hearing talked about, you're right. That is a very select few. That is an all-world quarterback that Ohio State, USC, Texas, Alabama, and Georgia want. Okay, well, how many kids exist that fit the bill that those four or five schools are after him? There are so few people who fit that bill. That kid will get paid. He may even make a million dollars, maybe more. But there are so few of those players that have that kind of impact on any program. That's just not going to happen. Yeah, but we and, all and, we... And, and there will be contingencies, like Ira was saying, where it's like, oh yeah, you could make this much money if you win a Heisman, we win twelve games, you sell this many jerseys, like yeah, yeah. Then you'll get this percentage. Good luck with that. So, but
1: we we all understand that players on the roster are going to get paid based on performance. The problem right now is it's guys that aren't on a roster yet that are either a transfer or a high school senior that are getting these deals, you know, deals. Uh, offered to them. I mean, look, we just talked about Texas A&M. Like we know what's going on there. And that to me is the issue. It's, it's guys getting paid before they step foot on campus. And then what that does to the players that are already on that campus. Now, look, A&M has oil money. They can afford to pay all of them $400,000 or whatever it is, but most schools can't. And eventually like you can't, I just don't think this is feasible. This isn't, this isn't sustainable. To, to recruit like this, to use this as recruiting and it, it clearly wasn't meant for that anyway. Now of course, because it's college football and it's competition, people are going to skirt the rules to get the best players they can and use the new avenue they can, which is Nil money. But until that's locked up with recruits, you're going to see more stuff like you saw well, with AM there I mean, was a
2: uh, and there was a story I think just last week we were talking about like a, a quarterback out West who uh, they actually the collective, he went the transfer portal. Is going to a new school, and the 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 collective NIL group actually announced, I think, what that they were going to pay him ninety thousand dollars or whatever the amount was, um, is part of the deal, which is basically telling the NCAA, "Hey, screw you, we're going to do what we want to do." And now it's everybody's just watching to see, okay, does the NCAA do anything or not? Um, And if they do, what can they do? And if they don't, you know, man. you know what's to stop anything. So yeah, it's 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 wild, man. And, you know, the one thing and somebody made this point in the in the I think Gregory um in the chat made the comment that most players are focused more on the NFL than they are their NIL right now and I think that's true. I think the like you said the, the marquee players that can get the huge superstar deals, like that's one thing. There's a, you know, of a of 85 scholarship players on the roster, there's probably 50 that want something, they would like something. They'd like 200 bucks to go appear at this uh, you know, autograph signing. They yeah, like sure. free dinners, whatever, but they're not necessarily as focused on it as you know, a handful of the marquee players, but those are the ones we're all going to focus on.
1: It's, it's, it's basketball too. You, you look at North Carolina, like Baycott, Baycott's yeah. not really a, an NBA prospect, but he's a really good college basketball player. Right. Well, he's coming back because he can probably make more money this one year at North Carolina through his NIL deal than he could have being a G League kid and maybe playing overseas, at least close to it, and he gets to play at home in North Carolina. And I don't think any of us have an issue with that. I think that's great. That's great for him. All the money he's made for that school, all the notoriety and attention he's given for that school, getting to a national championship game, beating Krzyzewski twice. um, Right, no, they lost. Didn't they beat him in the Final Four, too? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was so uh, I was, I was, so that's cool to me that he gets to do that. He gets to do that. Guys like that that are really good college players, but probably won't get ever get paid a lot of money playing professional basketball. It's cool that he has that avenue. I just worry about the 17 and 18-year-olds that haven't accomplished diddly that are getting paid like this to go to a school before they've even done anything. That's, that's where the issue I have with it is right now.
0: And I do think that'll be few and far between, though. Again, I, that'll be for players like Travis Hunter. And, and there aren't too many players like, like Travis Hunter. There, I
2: mean, there's, there. there's definitely a feeling in the industry that the market's going to come back down to earth in terms of once people realize that um, there's maybe not the return that they expect. Like you hear about some of these schools, you know, Miami's put out these numbers of the collective of what they're pouring into football. Well, if they're not successful, if there's eight and four, seven and five for the next couple of years, are those people going to keep still pouring in all that money or is the market going to correct itself? I think there's there's been some of these cases where kids have announced huge nil deals and then not even started at the school because somebody else beat them out. You know, there's going to be a cooling off, I think, of the market. But still, it's still a little untapped.
0: Yeah, I, I think we get back to that feeling of helplessness because Florida State is not in an advantageous position to compete. Uh, with some of the upper crust money schools we're talking about and their boosters, in in particular out of the SEC. You know that, right? And so that's a feeling of helplessness. I I also think there's just obvious distrust for and and, and lack of belief in the NCAA, who is now kind of throwing their hands up and just let everybody do what they're going to do without a czar of college football saying, no, we're not doing this. It's bad for the game. Here's how this is going to work. We collectively have decided this is the best way to go about making sure players get what – They deserve, but also protecting the sport. We don't have some visionary supplying an avenue that people can agree upon to head down. So everybody's just like, well, is anybody going to step in? The answer so
2: far has been no. If we had that, we wouldn't have gotten to this place. They would have fixed it earlier. They would have started paying players earlier and had some controls in place. But what happened is they just kind of kept kicking the can down the road, and now here we are. And
1: you think about uh, to put it back in Florida State's perspective, the reason I think we're all for players getting their share is you think about somebody like Rashad Green. Like what he played in the NFL for 2 years, he didn't make he certainly didn't make life-changing money. I think he was a 4th or a 5th round pick. That dude was a star at Florida State. And mm-hmm. if the NIL was around then, he would have been he would have been he would have earned that money. He would have, he was a he was a famous player, a really one of the most famous receivers in the country playing for the 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 most notorious team in the country. He would have earned that money. And, um, and now he, you know, he, it, it, it didn't happen on his watch. And now I don't know what Rashad Green is doing for a living, but I know he could have used probably, like we all could have in college, an extra six figures a couple seasons. I mean, that's, that's big money, and he earned it. The problem is the kids, like I said, and I know you say there aren't many Travis Hunters, but I can also promise you, if you're a top 100 recruit, you're not going to a college for free.
0: We We no, that's this line, fine, man. but that's yeah. fine, but I don't think that there are too many people even within that top one hundred uh that are gonna get the kind of deal that Travis Hunter was rumored to have received. Pro- right? well, probably probably
1: I mean, not, but they're still getting their they're getting their share and sure. before they've earned their share, like you know what if Travis Hunter's a bust and hes still got that money like I just think the whole part of it was you you get to make money off your name image and likeness because you've done something at the college level, not because you were great at Saint. Bishop Thomas Aquinas or whatever, you know, not because you were great at Collins Hill. It's because you're great at Florida state. That's how you've earned your money. And right now it's just become this inducement for all these big schools to like Texas A&M again, where you're like, okay, you haven't done anything at the, at this level. Nobody even knows your name outside of our crazy fans, but we're going to give you this amount of money for your name.
0: Corey, I don't know where you're throwing around terms like inducement for that doesn't happen. It can't Correct. happen. I apologize. It cannot happen. Uh, it's, uh, that's would-
1: my fault. That's my fault. Did he freeze up again, Ira?
2: No, he says he's not frozen. He says he's, he's not fine. frozen right there? He's frozen. He's Okay, on. He's
1: frozen. that's great. I mean, look at that face.
0: Look at this. Here we go. <laughs> we got you, buddy. Don't you love being outside the studio? Because I can hear you guys talking about me the second it goes to the dark. The <laughs> we, got,
2: we got your back, man. That's Our hard.
0: number two forthcoming headliner questions. Hang in, everybody.